if you raise children and they feel accepted, they, they know who they are, they feel secure, and they have a sense of purpose, you succeeded. Mm-hmm. Okay, But then our responsibility is to lead them into a relationship with God so that on a deeper level, the Lord can heal their need or feel their need for acceptance, identity, security, and purpose. Welcome to the Marriage Day Podcast. We are Jimmy and Karen Evans, and this podcast exists to help every couple succeed in marriage. And today we're talking about the four basic needs of a child. Now, we have a new parenting book out that's called Fighting for the Soul of Your Child. Uh, Karen and I wrote this along with our daughter, Julie, and th- this is part of what's in the book. But the book is just there to help parents to really know what your purpose is and to succeed in parenting. Karen, we want to talk today. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. We're going to talk today. Last week, we talked about how to teach and train your children to know and love God. The first purpose of every parent is to lead your children into an understanding and acceptance of God. The first role of every parent, see, God put his image on Adam and Eve and then commanded them to multiply. Parents are image bearers of God to their children. Whatever we do right, children Mm -hmm. will naturally Mm -hmm. attribute that to God. Whatever we do wrong, children will naturally attribute that to God. And this is something, Karen, that you and I both had to deal with a lot coming from our, we came out of very dysfunctional backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And we both had a, we both became Christians, but we had a very tough time Mm -hmm. really developing a right concept of God. It took years. Well, I had, I didn't have any of those basic needs. I didn't feel accepted as a child. I didn't have identity. Um, I was extremely shy. I had no security, and I had no purpose. Yeah, the the four basic needs of every child are acceptance, identity, security, and purpose. I didn't either. Yeah, and I think we were like newly married, and I think there was a teaching one time. Um, I can't remember the name of the book, but it was a big deal, and it started teaching that. I was like, oh, okay, so there's an answer to this empty feeling. There's an answer to this. and And so we had to get it first. You know, we had to— take care of ourselves first before yeah. we could give it to our kids. Yeah. And so we went through the whole process of you know, knowing that we're accepted in God, knowing that we had our, our identity in God, knowing we had a purpose in God, knowing we had the security in God, because we couldn't make it about each other. Because your 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 spouse cannot make you the— you just, it, he, he, your spouse cannot heal only what God can heal. Right. And when you try to make your spouse— meet those needs before you personally get healed, it's crippling. It's like a deficit. And so for you and I both, we had to start healing on our own. And it was hard because we were so young, we had our kids. Yeah. Well, the the Marriage on the Rock book, exactly what you just said, Karen, that our only God can meet our deepest needs. Mm-hmm. Acceptance, identity, security, and purpose, those are our deepest needs. Mm-hmm. Now, there are also needs that we have on a human level, mm-hmm. but only God can meet them on the deepest level. And if we don't trust God to meet those, we naturally mm-hmm. put the pressure on our spouse to meet those, and they can't meet Or we put the pressure on our kids have to be perfect. <clears throat> That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Well, acceptance, identity, security, and purpose, those are our four b- biggest needs. But what we have to understand as parents is we are God to our children. Now, I said the first role of a parent is to lead your children into a relationship with the Lord. See, when children are born, they're one years old, two years old, three years old, four years old. We are God to them. Mm-hmm. We're their universe. Mm-hmm. And they want to be accepted. They want to have a sense of unique identity. Uh, in other words, not just be clumped with everybody else or forgotten and feel mm-hmm. like they're not significant. Security, they need a secure uh, environment. 
And see, a parent's marriage, a, a married couple's marriage, is what makes a child feel most secure. Mm-hmm. My parents love each other. My parents, you know, uh, you know, want to be together. They're going to stay together. And purpose, that, that your child has a purpose. And that purpose, first of all, it's industry, teaching your child to pick up after themselves and make the bed. But you have a purpose in this family. Mm-hmm. That, okay, but you also have a purpose in God. If you raise children and they feel accepted, they, they know who they are, they feel secure, and they have a sense of purpose, you succeeded. Mm-hmm. Okay, But then our responsibility is to lead them into a relationship with God so that on a deeper level, the Lord can heal their need or feel their need for acceptance, identity, security, and purpose. But whether, whether people realize it or not, when you wake up in the morning, this is what you want. Mm-hmm. Well, only God is going to give us that on the deepest level. Mm-hmm. See, acceptance, people are funny about acceptance. And, and sometimes parents are funny about acceptance. I don't want to be accepted because my teeth are white. Mm-hmm. I, don't want to, I don't want to be accepted because my deodorant is working. I want to be. I want to be accepted when I'm struggling. I, I want to be accepted when I'm imperfect. Mm-hmm. See, God. God accepts us on our worst day. Hebrews thirteen. God says, "I'll never leave you. I will never forsake you." See, the opposite of acceptance is rejection. Mm-hmm. Your parents made you feel rejected mm-hmm. growing up. My parents made me feel rejected growing up. I, I never felt acceptance uh, on on that level. Well, as Christian parents, we have to let our child know. I may not always approve of what you're doing. I'll always love you. Well, Julie and I are a good example of how I did it wrong. Because, um, you know, like I said before, she's she was strong-willed, and I was extremely insecure, yeah. painfully shy. And I was wishy-washy on my strength of being a parent and being firm. Like, you, you were firm, and you were not going to change, but I could be changed. So there was that imbalance. And so, um, but what... Julie has told me from, you know, being raised is what helped her the most is that we did set boundaries, you know, that we did uh, have rules. She said, if I, if I hadn't had those rules, she said, I don't think I could have made it because even though she resisted it and hated it, you know, because um, she was never, re- she was never, um, she never did anything wrong. It was just that fighting well, of personalities. contesting. Yeah, just that fighting of personalities. Yeah. And, and so, you know, when I think back on that, I just think as hard as it was to try to enforce those rules, she she came back later as an adult and said, I'm so glad you did. I I needed that, you know. Well one of the one of the experts on parenting is a guy that had camps for many years. Tens of thousands of young people came to his camps. And every summer he gave them a survey and on the survey he asked them, What do you need most from your parents? Mm-hmm of all the years, all the tens of thousands of young people that came down there, the number one answer was rules. Mm-hmm. The, the kids said, I need rules. Well, they don't want, they don't want the rules to be legalistic. Mm-hmm. Legalistic just means there's no fun. Mm-hmm. You can't even smile. If it feels good, don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. We raised our kids to have fun. Mm-hmm. We raised our children for the Lord. We had, we had rules and boundaries, but we, we let them have fun, you know, and our, our, our home was a fun place to be, and your home should be a fun place to be, and you should be fun people. Legalism is just, it's just, you know, it's ultra religious kind of stuff, and and so, and if your rules are fair, there's acceptance and accountability. In an environment of acceptance and accountability, children feel accepted, but they also feel accountable and secure. 
And so it's a big deal. So with you and Julie, and I'm going to tell this story because this is an important story for people to hear. Um, you fought with Julie every day, and Julie would go in your closet and get clothes, and you you know fight with her about it and stuff. And it wasn't so much she got clothes; it's just her attitude. I know, yeah. I know. <laughs> so, um, and then Brent, when Brent got twelve or thirteen, he he started contesting you, and he was six feet tall. So I was talking with a friend of mine one day, a pastor friend of mine one day at lunch. And we were talking, we just sitting there talking. And I said, yeah, I said, our daughter, I said, well, Karen's having a lot of conflict with her. And he said, how old is your daughter? And I said, oh, she's like 14 or, you know, whatever. And he said, well, I'm going to tell you something. He said, my, we have two children, a son and a daughter, just like you. And he said, and we've had the same problem you have. He said, so let me tell you something that we've learned. He said, women are designed for young children. Men are designed for older children. It's not as though that young children don't need a father and old children and older children don't need a mother. But the emphasis when kids are young, women are emotionally designed to raise young children. They just are. But he says, so here's what happened. When a girl turns 11 or 12 or 13, her mother becomes another woman. And she doesn't want another woman telling her how to dress. And to correct, she don't want to be corrected by another woman. Mm -hmm. And when a boy turns 11 or 12 or 13, his mother becomes a woman telling him what to do. And he doesn't like that either. He said, so I told my wife, because we were fighting with the kids all the time. They didn't respect my wife. I told my wife, when you want something, you come to me. Don't go to the kids. You come to me and tell me what it is, and I'll do it. And uh, in other words, they're always going to respect you, and you can always discipline if you want to. But stop trying to enforce it. Let me enforce it. So I came home, and we had that conversation. So Julie was leaving the house, and she was dressed inappropriately. So you came to me, and you said, Jimmy, Julie is not leaving the house dressed like that. Okay. If you would have gone into Julie's room and contested the way that she was dressing, it would have been the biggest cat fight, screaming, clawing. It, it would have gone on for hours. Okay. Here, here's what happened when I went into her room. I walked into her room, and I said, Julie, you're not leaving dressed like that. She said, Dad, and I said, change. That was the entire conversation. Okay. And so... Uh, I'm, I'm saying as parents, as your children are maturing, sometimes you have to change tactics. Mm -hmm. That your kids don't come back and say, well, but this and this and this. And don't take it personally. Yeah. You know, it's just if they turned out great, then, you know, you and God and everybody else had a good time. Well, the we put everything we know about parenting basically in a new book, Fighting for the Soul of Your Child. We wrote this, Karen, along with Julie. Mm -hmm. And this this is a parenting book for a new generation. And very biblical, very biblically based. But we're talking about how to win the war over your child's heart, which is the most important battle. And it begins with us. The book mm -hmm. begins with who we are as parents and how we can prepare for parenting. So Fighting for the Soul of Your Child, you can get it at xhomemarriage.com. You also get it on amazon.com. Thank you so much today for joining us for the Marriage Today podcast. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Hey, this is Brent Evans with Exo Marriage, and I want to thank you for listening to the Marriage Today podcast. We believe your marriage has a 100% chance of success if you do it God's way. If you enjoyed today's teaching and want to keep learning, hey, subscribe to the Marriage Today podcast and take some time to leave us a review. Your reviews help us spread the word and can encourage someone else in need. For more great marriage content, check out exomarriage.com where you can see all of our marriage building resources, articles, and live events.